Taking a critical look at the gaming news of the week. This is Augmented Reality. You are watching my favorite channel. I've not heard of them. The Triple S League. Enjoy, guys. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Augmented Reality Podcast for March 16th, 2022. This is Ash with you. Not live, but uh, sort of live. Uh, we are uh, recording live on our Discord server the night before this is going to be going up on YouTube. I'll explain all that in a minute, but as always, I'm here with Subsidian and Moontag, and uh, we are here to discuss the, the gaming news of the week, leaks and analysis, and uh, everything going on in the gaming industry. Uh, and, uh, of course, you can uh, listen to this live... Uh, not live. I've got to get out of the habit of saying that. Not live on YouTube. <laughs> But uh, we have the opportunity for you to catch the recording sessions live uh, if you are a Patreon supporter or a channel member or a Discord booster, any of those, and if you fall into any of those categories, uh, we welcome you to join our recording sessions uh, for these podcasts going forward on our Discord server. Uh, as I said, I'll, uh, I'll explain more about that in a second and why we're doing it this way. But anyways, Moon and Subsidian, uh, how are you doing tonight? Oh, gosh. It was windy today. It, yeah. Very windy. Yes, that's right. You guys were, uh, you guys were, oops. That, I wasn't supposed to do that. Wow. Okay. So this is still uh, <laughs> brand oops, new. I put the outro, uh, I, I had the outro, uh, music playing oh. there for a second. Cause I'm, oh. uh, I'm a, I'm a professional. Um, Good night, everybody. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> Nice having you here. No, uh, new setup, so I might click the wrong thing now and then while I'm getting used to all of this. But anyway, this is basically, this is going to be the same format as it always is. Uh, the reason we're doing it pre-recorded is because of uh, just changes in our schedules overall. Uh, Cybe and Moon are not available during our scheduled broadcast time. So we decided what we're going to do is we're going to record live on our Discord server and give you the opportunity to listen in and, uh, and engage in a uh, post uh, a post recording session hangout um and there's even we, we may have you know sort of a call-in format with uh, people joining in the room uh, you know and giving their comments uh, as we've we've done before if anyone's interested in that kind of a thing um we're opening that to patreon supporters of all levels and uh again our our uh, our discord boosters and our uh you know anybody who who supports us in one of those ways uh, where we've opened it up to uh, all of those folks so this is brand new so it's a small audience tonight but uh anyway that's a new thing we're doing going forward so definitely check out the discord server down below and decide if you want to be a, a part of that uh you can find the link to the discord server below and links to all of our triple uh, s league stuff including the merch store patreon all of that stuff uh all right uh, a couple other update items but i'm gonna I'm going to put those off till later because uh, this has already gone on way too long blabbing about all this stuff. So let's get into the uh, the news. So so one of the more interesting things uh, that has come out of the week is there was a leak about a new Bethesda IP. So uh, Simon, it's not a, not a leak. It's a um, and this is why we know that it's it's a real thing. And we know that it's going to be probably decently large and we're probably going to be seeing it probably this year if not maybe early next year um but highly likely that it's going to be out this year uh, again we don't know there's no confirmation on this and <clears throat> all we know is that bethesda 
is currently serious about this to a certain point. So mm-hmm. it's still we still might not necessarily see this game physically drop this year. We it it still may be another year and maybe two um, down the road. It, it may never come out at all, but that's a very small chance because of the of what this is and what this is is this was a a service mark application um, for a trademark a trademark application. And right, basically, yeah. this this makes this is them saying, "Hey, we're going to be using this in marketing for a, a product that's coming out soon." That's and basically, what yeah, this is the IP or the trademark was for something called Spy Team, as this yes, as this article from ComicBook.com points out. So, um, as for what Spy Team is, I mean, it's anybody's guess at this point. But uh, trademarks can apparently be traced all the way back to 2015, which means it's something that they've been had in the works for a while. I mean, it doesn't mm-hmm. necessarily mean there's a game that they've been w- developing since 2015. But now, do we know anything as far as, you know, how they tr- how they uh, file the trademark? Is this something from Bethesda Game Studios? That seems unlikely to me. Or is it from one of their sister studios, like uh, one of the you know studios from... You know some of their other published IPs like Wolfenstein, Doom, Dishonored, etc. Um, like, could this be coming out from one of the one of those other studios? Um, well, it's not from Bethesda, Maryland studio. Like not obviously. not not Bethesda Game Studio. Yeah, I mean, because yeah, they're working on. They've got their hands full. I mean, they've got Starfield they're, they're, coming they're right away. On, they're working on essentially. They're working on three games at the very least right now. Right. Yeah. Um. So no, we're not. That's not from Bethesda. This is going to be from. This is going to be um, one of the Zenimax, you know, former Zenimax studios. Still, sort of that that term or that company, Zenimax, is 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 basically like a miniature office within Microsoft now, and they just handle some file work, paperwork, essentially. They don't they don't call shots like they used to. Um, so yeah, it's going to be coming from one of those many studios that got bought out. Uh, it's probably going to have, you know, uh, an executive producer, either, you know, Pete or, or Todd or probably both of them are going to be, you know, that, then their names are going to be on it in, the, in that regard because their names are on almost all the products in that regard. Um, so, yeah, that's like that's all we really know about it at the moment. Um, we can guesstimate that it might have something to do with teamwork. And. Hold on now, because I had to go deep to get this one. <laughs> Quite possibly some kind of spying. Spying yeah, in a yes. team. I wonder. Some kind of team-based yes. uh, team spying adventure thing that you play and have fun with people in a team. So I, I know I know it's huge. I know it's like, oh my god, that's that's <laughs> crazy, but that's what I got so far. Hmm. Yes, so know very little about this at this point. It's been speculated. Uh once <laughs> some speculate that it's an online team-based PvPvPVE third-person shooter based on a major comic license. Uh and that, and that that is that is that is possible. And, and that's apparently deduced from certain job listings at Roundhouse Studios. 
But again, yeah, very. Um, it's all speculation at this point, but uh, it's curious. So, so with the IP, with with the, the way the trademark was registered uh, just this year, so are we going to be seeing this anytime soon? Whatever it actually is. Um. Well, I mean, it depends on what you mean by soon, and it depends on on you know. Soon can mean a lot of different things, especially when it comes to Bethesda. You know, um, I, I think I think we're going to be seeing it sooner rather than later. Like I said before, I think they they would. I think they this is something that's probably like on the list of things because if you look at the companies as a whole, they haven't released a lot of stuff recently. And what we do know that the conversation as to the buyout uh, with Microsoft had been going on since 76's release, if not possibly before that, but it's highly likely that those conversations started to take place on a serious level sometime after the release of um, of 76. Mm-hmm. And the primary reason behind that is because they wanted to take the company public and they were going to take it public. They were going to have this big public offering that it was going to, you know, they were going to have stocks and everybody was going to become a billionaire. And then they released 76 and everything bombed and their price evaluation was like pitifully low. And then the guy who was orchestrating all of that stuff died. And that'll that'll put a damper on things. Yeah. So basically shortly after that, that's when, Basically, the the Microsoft offer probably was put on the table and serious discussions were were started up about that. So tracking that, if you're wanting to do a buyout, and if you know especially that there's no major opposition to it, it's most likely definitely going to happen, then the basically what you want to do is, because again, the way that these studios are working, everybody's job was essentially secured. Um because they don't have a huge like they don't have a massive like pr depart uh i should i should rephrase that they don't have a big they don't have multiple departments that microsoft couldn't fill in for those or or like uh we're going to fill in for those thus needing to get rid of a whole bunch of staff that as far as i know very few people were shown the door during the buyout or after the buyout uh, that's everything that we've heard that basically most of them actually just went up a couple of people. So that seems to make the most amount of sense. So what, what that says is that the air at the company was basically one of which where it's like, we're going to be joining up with Microsoft soon. We're going to be planning to do some um, big game drops. We're going to become one of their leading titles, one of their leading, you know, the, the, the point of the spear for the next round of releases within the next couple of years. So whatever projects you guys are working on, there's going to be no pressure to get them out within the next year or two. Um, And you can start planning. Essentially you've got a a bit of a buffer zone. And then once they get, once we are taken over, then there's going to be very little restructuring because we know that there was very little restructuring and we're basically going to be able to, you know, your, your, your wages are going to be guaranteed. So, it was a good position. I've heard very little, uh, very little noise about negativity from the bio on Bethesda side. Now that's not the same on, you know, uh, Activision Blizzard. People are crapping themselves 
about the buyout at Activision Blizzard because it is feared that they may get rid of large portions of that company um, and they might just go in with a hacksaw, you know, as far as like firing goes. So now I don't know if that's true or not, and I don't really care at the moment because, you know, Blizzard is not, um, they're not really deserving of any like fandom right now, I, I honestly believe. So yeah, where are they right? So where Bethesda is, is they were in a really secure position to really just put their nose to the grindstone and work on games. And then when they were bought out, Microsoft basically said, you guys have been working on a bunch of games. Is there anything you need to make these games better and more successful? We'll write a bunch of blank checks and you can go nuts. You want more technology? You want more uh, QA team? You want more, you know, uh, some more more engineers? We will make it happen tomorrow. And hmm. that with that, knowing that and kind of looking at things, we can assume that, you know, most likely the next series of games. Now, um, what was the one that you, you were playing there, the, the island one? Uh, Deathloop. So Deathloop and um, the Tokyo one. Yeah, we, Ghostwire we Tokyo. Have, coming, have, coming soon. Yeah, we're fairly confident that, that most of that stuff was already baked in at the point of, like, they were already, like, you know, they were already headed to the PlayStation. They had made deals. They... You know, things had been. Yeah, those were those were. Yeah, Yeah. those were announced before the before the buyout. Yeah. So so I don't think we were going to see anything special with that. But these other titles, these other projects that we hadn't heard about that hadn't been like fully publicly announced. uh, We we didn't see where that's going to be. We're going to see a little bit of Microsoft. Actually, I think we'll see a lot of Microsoft influence on Starfield uh, as far as like hopefully the tech goes and hopefully the the qa has gone hopefully it's not a buggy mess um i'm a little hopeful but i've been burned so many times that i'm now saddened i was thinking about that the other day it's like i have been lied to by like like, not just like like oh yeah we think it's gonna be good no i had people from like i was trying to count it up it's like eight different studios promise me that this game was going to be the the next big thing. You thought Fortnite was big? Wait until you play this game. Now, that wasn't the exact thing that they said, but I'm just using an example, right? Right. Well, like, at the same time, when people are working on stuff, especially, like, when it's, like, day in, day out, and, like, trying to hype it up because they want to make it good or be successful or whatever, you tunnel vision, right? Right. Yeah. Exactly. But do you remember when we went like way, way a million years ago before COVID, we, we were at that convention uh, with all of the <laughs> and, and we, we went to the Bioware booth and Saab, you were talking to a bunch of people and you were like, you know, they're, they're hyping up. I can't remember. Was it Anthem or was it? Uh, it was or, Anthem. It was Anthem. <laughs> I couldn't remember if it was Anthem or, or the the last math of Mass Effect. So it was it was it was just after the last Mass Effect, and uh, you could tell and it was before the next Anthem. You could tell. And then we yeah. saw them again after Anthem's release, and they were like, they were like sheep, like they were like sheep, like surrounded by a bunch of wolves. They were like so dejected. I've never seen so many people on a team so absolutely like just like depressed like you could see depression on their faces and and i feel bad for those for those frontline people who have to like face the face the crowds and and uh you know 
they, they, they have to they have to project positivity and enthusiasm about their product even if they know it stinks and so and and mm -hmm. that's that's hard that is very difficult but yeah it's it's been a crummy number of years for for gaming and we're going to be talking in a little bit here about whether or not games are just getting too darn big and if that is sustainable or if yeah. maybe you know bigger is not always better maybe there's a sweet spot where so just just yeah. to, just to finish up on on the the whole bethesda thing um and spy team i think that a lot of these games that they've been working on um they've been working on without the the normal pressures of cash right and mm -hmm. they've been working with this guarantee of like just make just focus on making the best thing you can we have a rough time limit that we want you to hit we you know we want it to come out in you know anywhere between whenever you think it's ready and the you know which which they're probably their internal clocks were already suggesting like they probably had like 17 months 18 months uh, 24 months uh, 36 months left on the project whatever right they probably had that rough time stream but you know phil's come in from xbox basically saying just do whatever you guys need to just make whatever you need to get it out in the way that you need to get it out and don't panic we understand that we're going to have some some you know some games that aren't going to do great but the thing that's going to make them better is you actually having time to perfect your vision of the game and we understand that your vision of the game might not be what the next big thing is but it also might be they've learned enough from things like you know you know like like Fortnite Fortnite was like was like 2 weeks from being canceled and they put out the battle royale as like a as a as a hail mary essentially they put it out not like they put it out almost as a joke and it was almost canceled and what it showed and and what a lot of these games showed even going back to like League of Legends with Riot when it first came out, what it shows is that major big companies that are making games based off of the direction of analysts and salesmen are failures. Mm -hmm. And this this isn't this isn't some big discovery that's happened recently. You know, Steve Jobs said it clearly. A bunch of other brilliant you know marketplace people have said it clearly. When you're only interested in sales, you're not interested in art, and you're not interested in pushing, like engine, you know, an end, like from an engineer's point of view of creating new things, of of trying new directions, of of hey, let's get rid of this touch screen on a cell phone, these push buttons, and replace it with a touch screen with a with a piece of glass, you know, and and the the idiots at at BlackBerry, y'all remember BlackBerry? They sat back and laughed. And they said. Oh, <laughs> what are you going to do with a phone that doesn't have a full keyboard on it? <laughs> These stupid people at Apple, they're going to go bankrupt. <laughs> we have the most advanced cell phone ever. You can send a fax with this phone. <laughs> a fax? Can you send a fax with your phone? <laughs> yeah, probably. I don't think so. Actually, <laughs> you yes. stupid fools. I'm sure there's, a, I'm sure there's an app for that. Right. right? And so that that's the that's the level of stupidity that that some companies have have come in with for the past few years, all the decades really. And all the companies that are in charge of our favorite IPs right now. Yeah, sadly, which sad, sad but true, just stinks. And you know, what? I, I, 
the next time I argue with Tim, um, uh, the guy who who runs Epic Games, because I've had a couple of arguments with him. Um, they're on Twitter. It's it's you could look them up. They're pretty funny. Um, the, the next time that they ha- we have, I have an argument with him. I really got to ask him where's the next Jill of the Jungle game because I didn't realize he made that game. I completely forgot about that. He made that whole game. That was his. That was what? his thing. That was his, basically his intro to like video games. He made the whole thing. So I, I'd love I to not, get another. I did not realize Tim Sweeney actually programmed games. Oh yeah, no, he, I, I did he not programmed a lot of them. Yeah. Oh hmm. okay, so he's actually. Yeah. Okay, is I I just knew him as the head of Epic, who you know buys exclusives and stuff. Yeah, and... I, I I completely forgot that he actually made Jill of the Jungle, and I actually like sent an email, not an email, like a like an actual like piece of mail when I was like, I'm dating myself here, but I was probably like twelve or eleven, I think, when I sent him an email, or not again, not an email. <sighs> an actual physical letter because that's how we the like we went to the computer <laughs> store and Jill of the Jungle was in a little floppy disk and I looked at it and I was like I really like that game I was like 11 at the time no it wasn't 13 it was like 10 or 11 I think it was 10 and I was like wow this looks cool can we get that dad and dad was like mm, sure what's you know he's whatever and and yeah I loved it he my dad loved the plumbing game where you like put pieces of plumbing lines together to like you know do stuff oh that one on windows 3.1 the like the yeah pipe dream i I used to play that all the time yeah 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 that was that was his that was his baby he loved that but yeah i I think that overall microsoft's purchase was good because it, it put somebody in charge of these companies that goes to these because games really are two groups of individuals it's artists and it's engineers and they're creating something together. And that's so cool. And uh, artists, obviously, I'm using a pretty broad and, 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 and I mean, you have to have the business side of it, too. But yeah. it's... But the business side of it is, is what's been ruining everything. Yeah, well... Yeah. And, and I mean, when you have when you have a budget that's literally hundreds of millions of dollars, then your bureaucracy is going to be very big. And mm-hmm. bureaucracies, of course... As we all know, I mean, bureaucracies are usually very efficient and always have our best interests in mind and want what's best for the people they serve. As we, as we all know, that's how bureaucracies work, right? Right. Schoolman's, uh, Schoolman's very fascinated. He says, wait, they had letters in the dawn of time? Oh, yeah. Written on papyrus. <laughs> he, he wrote this letter to Tim Sweeney. Uh, you know, he chiseled it onto one of the pyramids in Egypt. It was before Looking I. Through. It was before. Look, guys, I grew. I grew up in the '80s. I mean, I did time travel and relive like most of human history. But that's like I did grow up in the '80s. So you know. <laughs> I've discovered an interesting side effect of of doing the live chat on Discord. Uh, people can post pictures and gifts and stuff. So yeah. this can. This is very. You should. You should. You should probably like find a way to like interject some of that, some of the uh, gifts that people are sending, sending I, yeah <laughs> i'll uh, i'll try to figure that out yeah we'll have gif cam or something this could be fun anyway yeah yeah so i i mean i'm looking forward to it i think this is i think this is the future of gaming because you so long as people like phil like are in control because you you have to understand that that in order to create good games you need artists and engineers who are you know bursting with creativity and then you need 
a gentle guiding hand to kind of keep them in, you know, headed towards a direction, right? You got to have somebody who, right? you got to have somebody there who says, we have to ship the game at some point, guys. So just <laughs> focus on making the best thing. Don't get stuck on reiteration, 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 reiteration. That's not a good thing. In most cases, it is, it has hurt games a lot. Well, I'm it not is. sure reiteration is the right word there. I would use the word scope creep or um, yeah, scope adding creep is a good one, but, like because you iterate common terms. Right. right so. But, you you know, it's it's iteration is a is necessary in, in any development project. You iterate on the thing you're working on and make it better and better and better and better. You know, you don't know exactly how it's going to work right away. So, you know, you 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 do iterative like these these types of projects are always iterative but i think what you're getting at is the the idea of like oh let's let's add something in now that polishing we weren't prepared it, for it. before um well yeah not not polish i'm not talking about polish i'm talking about you know uh let's uh let's hire a hollywood celebrity and completely change the story when we're four years into development oh, God. You, know? you know that's what i'm that's what i'm talking about <laughs> so anyway yeah, well, like, the thing I see is, like, when uh, the company or the group gets way too big, basically it be it takes on a life of its own, and it just goes off in its own direction regardless of the people inside, especially if you have an imbalance of uh, directives between, like, trying to keep things on track or reaching certain goals or being creative and innovative, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So um, I guess we'll leave that story there. Uh, Saib has just stepped away for a sec, so we will uh, we'll jump into a couple of other small stories. But first, for we do have a, our, our live listeners in the podcast broadcast room on the Discord server is slowly growing. So hello to everyone who is right there right now posting memes and, and videos and snarky <laughs> comments. We love it. We love it very much. We love the live chat aspect of this. So um, we're glad that uh, you know we can keep that as a part of the show uh, even though we are pre-recording. So that's that's why we came up with this new format. And for those of you listening after the fact on YouTube or on any of the other podcasts, the audio podcast platforms, uh, welcome you to join our Discord server. You can find uh, lots of people there to talk about all of our favorite things with and uh, suggest topics to us and be, uh, you know, there's all kinds of fun rooms we can talk about, but, uh, or, or you can talk about whatever's on your, you know, whatever's on your mind within various topics. And... Uh, you know, so we have rooms for all different kinds of things, great mods to keep it very uh, pleasant and non-toxic. And uh, yeah, it's, we welcome you to, to join us and check it out. Uh, we do have to, for those of you who are in our community, though, uh, we do have to talk about the Discord server uh, because Discord is implementing some new policies that are at odds with uh, what what we believe in here at the triple s league which is uh freedom of speech and freedom of expression uh we don't care if you disagree with our opinions on things or if we disagree with your opinions on things uh you know we we believe in uh you know people's rights to discuss opinions and uh well discord and, and ideas I and mean, ideas and you know discussing I, I, discussing ideas is it's how you arrive at truth is discussing different perspectives and then uh you know keeping what what's good and discarding what's bad but discord like so many big tech companies has now decided to go the route of censorship so 
Uh, we are going to have to make some changes to the Discord server. It's not going anywhere, but it might look a little different. But we are building out a second community server on Gilded. And yeah. we will post that links to that uh, very soon. And so we're not doing like a wholesale changeover, but certain parts... It's just another option. It's another yeah, option. We... Certain parts like the off-topic room and the memes room might not fit on Discord anymore because, you know, we don't want people talk about stuff in there and we want you to be able to talk about stuff and not get banned because your opinion doesn't you know fit the the prevailing narrative you know we don't want our members getting banned we don't want our server getting banned and uh so anyway we'll post more details on that but just be aware of that uh going forward that some changes may be coming to the discord server but we want to keep the community alive and healthy and so like i said we're building out on gilded and the plan is to keep both of those going um and if, you know, if Discord eventually fizzles out and everybody moves over to Gilded, well, then we'll uh, we'll focus on that. But we'll, we'll, we'll deal with that when the time comes. So uh, we won't get ahead of ourselves here. Anyway, nothing to worry about. Uh, you know, we haven't figured out yet, like, things like like this new podcast format. Will we keep that on Discord or will we move that over? Um, still a lot of decisions to be made. But I just want to make everybody aware of that. And be aware, as you're using Discord, that, you know... If you uh, if you have unapproved ideas about about certain health matters, uh, you might uh, you might have well, it's not, the it's fist not of just that. not just it's, that, but that's that that's what they're referring to in all of their their literature about yeah. all this, right? So they're, they're coming down on a lot of things, and and a lot of things. It's like it's like I will have a conversation with somebody who believes the Earth is flat. It's not. I've actually you know <laughs> actually seen it a couple of times. It's 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 not, but I will have that conversation, and I don't think that I don't think blocking conversation about stuff is healthy. I like no. like there there are some things that yeah I'm not going to have a discussion with anybody as to the benefits of certain you know very bad extreme things. Now those are things that that most people like not just most the vast majority ninety nine point nine 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 percent of people agree that um you know torture on a on a child is is a bad thing mm -hmm. like we all agree with that that's something that we all agree with it's also codified in law right like the law that everybody's agreed with that most countries have been dealing with for for decades and everybody's like yes that's very sensible you know um, mm -hmm. we all we all we all unanimously agree that murder is bad. I, I'm not going to have a discussion with somebody who thinks that, you know, maybe they're, maybe they, they become a Sith in real life. And they're like, I should have the right to kill my master. And then I should, I can take a, a pupil and then they can have the right to try and murder me or I will murder them. And then I will get a new pupil or my, I will get multiple pupils and the multiple pupils, pupils will, will duel each other to death in lightsaber combat. It's like, and we we're not going to have discussions on that, but discussions on things that are legal, that are sensible, and that I completely disagree with, as far as like you know certain other people's takes on them, um, that's something you can do. I I always think that's something you can do because bad ideas need to be shown light, right? It's the best disinfectant for for bad ideas. So there's I'm trying to dance around the stupid YouTube censors. I, well, really I, I think no. So, I think you're. Uh, I mean, your point. Your point is. Uh, so it, it, it's it's like we have a channel in which people discuss crazy things 
and we've had a number of very heated debates on. It's like, I don't think that's inherently bad. I don't think that a community should be canceled because they have heated debates on things that are that are valid and that some, you know, the smart people in the room know is ridiculous and then everybody and, and a handful of other people are are propagating. I'm not yeah. calling anybody out. I'm I'm suggesting that conversation is the best thing to sort those things out. And by the way, if you're evidence and 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 discussion is what's important. But yeah. certain people don't think that at all and they think that, that you can't have a discussion on anything. It has to be, if you don't toe the party line, then you're evil. And I don't think that's right. <laughs> like, if that was right, we'd, I'm pretty sure we'd all still believe that the Earth was the center of the universe and that uh, a bunch of, like, really promus- prom- prom- promiscuous gods who like to randomly kill uh, uh, mortals for sport are the ruling benefactors of said universe. I mean, really. We'd still be stuck there if if everybody said, hey, 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 let's not question anything. Let's all believe what we all believe because we all believe it. And again, there's some arguments about that and exactly how that gets together. But that's the that's the kind of thing I want. And certain companies are like, no, you can't do that. It's like, well, literally conversation is how people sort out their thoughts and, you know, figure out what works, what doesn't work. And like to say that you can't talk about stuff or that there's only one line for it is all about control. And I don't like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. And when, but you know, the, the certain powers that be feel like they're justified in doing that because they think they are doing it for the betterment of everybody or doing it in everybody's yeah. best interests. It's- but, it's that mentality of the ends justify the well, means that I absolutely despise. But the, it's also the mentality of I know better than everybody else and everything I believe is correct. You have to be that. You have to essentially have the mind of God in order to be able to uh, police everybody else's opinion and say, like, no, no, what I believe is 100% correct. Therefore, you know, I'm justified in... Um, in doing, you know, in in shutting you down, you know, and shutting down your opinion. The funny thing is, I don't believe God Himself does that. So there you go. And if, you know, it's it's just another way of men and women <laughs> trying to, you know, playing God. Humans, that's that's humans. it's human we, beings we playing God. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so. Uh, Let's, uh, that wasn't supposed to be a topic today, but I guess, I guess it is kind of an important thing to, uh, to, to discuss just for general interest on, you know, if anybody, you know, uses discord, but anyway, it it is something that's going to be affecting our community specifically as well. But speaking of the discord community, they have, uh, our members have requested certain topics and because we love our community, we're going to talk about some of the most ridiculous things that uh, that we've ever talked about on the show today. How about that? For example, Whoa. let's 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 see what PETA, the people f- for the ethical treatment of animals, uh, thinks that you should do in in Elden Ring. Here, here's here's the official PETA uh, Twitter thread. Yeah. Um. Let's see here. 
Rise tarnished and bear witness to the amazing animals of the lands between. So here's... Well, let's mute that. I don't know if that music... Here are PETA's top five things you should do in the Elden Ring. Okay. Let's see here. Take your dogs for a lovely walk around the lake. Okay, it sure looks like those dogs are trying to bite the back of his head. No, you know? they're just really energetic. They're uh, so excited. <laughs> they're trying to bite the back of his head. Come on. Uh, persuade mercenaries not to exploit horses. Okay, yes. Dude dude riding uh, the uh, riding the horse is wrong. But it's totally okay to, to knock knock the guy off and almost kill him. Um, yes. You know, that's knock. fine. Close. That's fine. <laughs> Hit him with your sword. Destroy the horse. Knock him down. Save the poor. Save the horse. Observe wildlife from a safe and respectful distance. Yeah, that's what you want to do in a video game. Check out an animal <laughs> sanctuary. And... Just remember, if a sanctuary offers hands-on experiences, it's not legit. <laughs> what is that like? I the... want to pet the puppies. Uh, are they saying like petting zoos are evil? Yeah. Spend a peaceful moment with amazing they, they, they animals. Believe, they believe any human and animal interaction is evil, as far as uh, as far as I understand. This is my favorite part here. The animals in the land between deserve your respect. As they have a clip of this dude getting mauled into a bloody pulp by a giant lobster. The so, lobster just wanted to hug him. Yes, he's just he's just <laughs> giving him a hug. And those are love stabs. <laughs> Go vegan, you heathen. This is it's it's absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> Lady Reaver says, uh, funny how we should respect nature, yet animals are brutal to each other. Well, you know, yeah, it's there's 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 a deep philosophical debate we can have there about the relationship between uh, between humans and animals and how we should treat them. Of course, you know, um. You know, I, I won't get into it because we'll talk for another hour on that and then never get onto anything else. But yeah, there's there's a lot we can discuss there. But uh, this I find absolutely preposterous. Anyway, uh, this was disturbing. Microsoft is testing ads in the Windows 11 File Explorer. Ugh, God, Microsoft, don't ads do this. in the File Explorer? Well, okay. I gotta contextualize this. Somebody leaked an image from that was a uh, test feature, uh, and actually, you see it on the screen here. So uh, you see, um, you see the file explorer. Right with confidence, it, 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 this little gray ad box pops up saying, "Write with confidence across documents, email, and the web with advanced writing suggestions from Microsoft Editor." So. You know, advertising for their their own products, it looks like, is is something they have at least tested or experiment experimented with. But um, let's see. What, what? Hold on. This new Windows 11 feature was discovered by a Windows user, an insider MVP, who shared a screenshot of an advertisement notification displayed above the listing of folders and files to the File Explorer the Windows default file manager. And um, 
As you can imagine, reaction to this was adverse, to say the least, with some saying that File Explorer is one of the worst places to show ads, while others added that this is the way to go if Microsoft wants people ditching Explorer for something else. I mean, agreed. Yeah. Now, um, it's only fair to give Windows' response to this. Brandon LeBlanc, uh, Windows Senior Product Manager at Microsoft, told Bleeping Computer that this was an experimental banner that was not intended to be published externally and was turned off. Okay, fair, but clearly they were experimenting with it, which makes you wonder, right? How it... it as it is, like years and years ago, I was using a quote-unquote free version of Microsoft Word that had ads in the sidebar, just full-on ads like you get on any any website or anything like that. It's the price of free, right? And right. so Windows 10, well, Windows 10 technically not free, but like you can install it for free, but you're supposed to register it. Unless, unless that's changed. I don't know what their plan is for Windows 11. But if you start putting ads in a paid product, that's... I mean, that's one way to get people to use Linux, I guess. So, yeah. Uh, ads, though, like, it's absurd. It's absurd how many ads there are all the time. And I'm speaking as somebody uh, who uh, a large degree of our income comes from advertisements. Like, I full disclosure, and, and let's not... You know, let's not be ridiculous here. I, I definitely, um, you know, it's some of it is necessary for this whole system to work. But I mean, it's it's just getting ridiculous. Yeah, just, no, I, I, I mean, I ads are everywhere, and I just look at how much. And my kids are totally, they've they've become, and it bothers me how they, uh, they'll they'll be playing. A mobile game or something which we, we seriously limit because mobile games are mostly crap but they'll watch a 30 second ad to skip a level or something oh and i turn my phone face down whenever those happen and just like pick it up again after i mess with the cats <laughs> <laughs> yeah and, and i'm just like how are you okay with doing that and so i've made a concerted effort to try and just get them away from playing mobile mobile games and playing actual mm -hmm. good games because there's lots of good video games out there and so uh... right. <clears throat> well you know there's tons of indie games that that make their own apk files available for download for free hmm. <laughs> all right uh this is uh just something i found interesting apparently russia is legalizing video game piracy in response to sanctions we all know what's going on with russia and ukraine uh, shout out to anyone who is... Uh, we have community members that are in that part of the world, and we're worried about you. We really are. Uh, and we hope that you're all doing okay. And that you can get safety. And that the whole mess, uh, you know, stops sometime soon. But anyway, so apparently one of one of Russia's responses to, <laughs> to sanctions that are being placed upon it is they're saying, you know what? Go ahead and pirate stuff from other countries, making it legal. So, video games, the, the, the video game industry is part of a, tur a turf for this war. This is really an interesting... Man, wars are fought differently than they were 100 years ago, eh? Right. Okay. Uh, I don't want to dwell too much on that, because it sucks. Mm -hmm. But yes, if you're 
to our Ukrainian friends, uh, our hearts are with you. All right, kind of the big story of the day, and uh, which relates to what we were talking about earlier about, you know, scope creep and, and just how big video games are getting and then how they'll change directions mid-development and the business side of it. Well, the business side of it just keeps getting bigger and bigger because video game budgets keep getting bigger and bigger to the point where we're now talking about quadruple A games, which is a step up from triple A games, which refers to, you know, triple A was the sort of top budget maximum scope of games, like the biggest games that were out there being developed by big companies with huge deep pockets. Uh, and they could, you know, pull off wonderful technical uh, monstrosities, which weren't always good. In fact, a lot of them suck, but where they were pretty, they were they, they look good. Gameplay? Ah, who needs gameplay? As long as someone buys it, as long as someone out there is a sucker enough to buy it, that, that's all that that's all the people behind the desks care about. Uh, hmm. I shouldn't say that because the devs also sit at desks, but you know what I mean. I think the uh, the C-level employees, the executives, and that kind mm -hmm. of thing. Anyway, so quadruple A, quadruple A games. Now we're talking about and uh, the studio. The Initiative, owned by Microsoft, who was working on the new Perfect Dark game, uh, is one of these, one of these, uh, quote-unquote, quadruple-A studios. Now, I mean, obviously, it's subjective what that actually means, but they keep losing staff. And, uh, Saib, I'm sure you have a lot to say about this, but, in you know, they've... Over the past couple of year, over the past year or so, or a couple of years, we've seen them lose two very high-level staff, including game director Dan Nuremberg. But um, now it's coming out that they have lost a design director, a lead-level designer, principal world builder, two senior system designers, and a group of three former God of War designers. And two of their most senior writers have also recently quit. So, uh, I haven't even had time to read this entire article. So, Saib, what, what, what's actually going on here? Well, it's it's people who don't know how to make art. It's 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 all about the the first story that we were covering, basically, because these people are like they they got a bunch of people into a room and said, we're going to make the biggest video game ever. And we're going to make a quadruple A and we're going to create the new next generation thing. And we're going to do it corporate style. It's going to be corporate all the way, baby. We're going to have corporation overlords and corporation investigators and corporation, you know, people saying what you can and cannot do. And we're going to have corporation, this and corporation, that it's like, Congratulations. You guys are idiots. Like, I mean <laughs> that. You guys are idiots. Running your company by based off of what a bunch of analysts who don't actually know what they're talking about. We've covered this. We've covered how these analysts, these people that these people are connected to directly, that they hire directly. These analysts don't even know what's going on in the field that they claim to be experts in. And I'm, I'm serious about that. They don't even know what's going on. Remember that idiot who came out? After the 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 last uh, um, <clears throat> the last uh, um, Fallout game, and said, "Oh yes, uh, uh, this year there's going to be a new uh, a new game announcement from Bi Bethesda, and it's going to be Elder Scrolls Six. 
And I know this because I am a professional in the field of analytics, and I know exactly what's going to happen. He didn't even pick up a freaking newspaper that informed him, dude, just so you know, they've already stated their next game plan, and it's this thing called Starfield. You piece of garbage. You didn't even read their website. You didn't even go to their website. You just said, uh, hey, what's what's the next thing they're working on? Oh, well, you know, it's probably this. Oh, mm, mm, very interesting. Uh, well, I guess we'll go with that then. It's like, mm. wow. Wow, the, le- the level of your patheticness is... is, is <sighs> I, I don't want to swear. It's bad. <laughs> and these are, the, these are the people who are advising these people on what they can do and what and, and how they're going to get you know this stuff and 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 all this stuff blah 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 and it's like you guys aren't good at your job and that's probably the number one thing because they didn't they didn't take a a, a project that said just create in this they said we want you to create in within a tight framework and it was perfect dark but it's perfect dark is you know but it's a shooter with like you know just more like triple a stuff it's like i don't even know what that means and i'm an expert in gaming like i don't even think these people knew what that meant and so they're working with a project that's like it's it's somehow confined and completely open at the same time and nobody knows what's going on i think that's why these big projects are failing i think it's because there's too much like there's too much uh, um it's too many people calling every day saying, hey, we want a, an update on our investment and, you know, how much money is this going to make us? And 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 it's not about the art. Um, yeah. And when you're at that, when you're creating something that's that freaking huge, you have mm-hmm. to have investors like there's just no way. There's no way around it unless unless there's some self-made billionaire out there who wants to just make games and fund a studio himself. But I, I don't I'm not aware of any anybody like that. Um, yeah, you have to have investor investors. And so those investors are going to want to return on, on their investment. And so there's going to be pressure from them. And so there's going to be pressure to, yeah, mm-hmm. listen to those analysts and say, okay, what's going to sell? Not what's going to make a great game, but what's going to sell. Right. It's like too many cooks at the pot. Thank you. Exactly. Well, or it's, it's, there's the, um, actually, if you want to expand on that analogy, it's like, you're, you're trying to make a delicious soup and, and, you know, you mix your spices together and it's, it's something new and different. Um, and then, but then, you know, the people who are backing you financially come and taste it and they're like, uh, well, you know, I think, I think 10% of the population is going to find this too spicy. So you just tone, tone down the spice, tone down, but you look, and so then it, it, you know, and you get 20 different opinions like that. And then you, you mm-hmm. wind up just making the same bland crap that, that everybody else makes and serves like it might as well be uh you know bull, uh, just a can of campbell's uh, mushroom soup which i actually really like campbell's mushroom soup but anyway I you, also you, like you know the point soup. <laughs> oh, i love, so, my, I love I, mushroom I, soup i was giving a lot of thought on like how how would you make a quadruple a game and not have it like subject to scope creep or or other things like that and so i put a lot of thought into it and i was like okay well what what like, how would you divvy things up? How would you cut things up? How would you, like, orchestrate things? And I'm like, okay, so you need, like, a creative, like, director. And the creative director sits in a room with a bunch of writers 
uh, and artists. And they come up with all the like story and visual, like um, artistic uh, um, concepts. Right. And then you have all the team leads come in, like the, the senior leads come in and they're like, all right, so here's our vision of what the game is going to be. And then you cut it up into like, you know, uh, um, world gameplay systems and mechanical stuff. And then maybe one or two other, like, like, you know, NPCs creation, that kind of stuff. And, and um, like, like, like body artists, that kind of stuff. And then you just sit there and you, you have like these it's well over like it'd be almost a dozen different like things. And you'd be like, all right, each of you guys go on this because normally how I see this not working out so well, typically, typically what I've seen is that the number one mistake tends to be that people get together and they're like, okay, um, they start making the world, but then the artists or the, the gameplay guys start going to the people who are making the levels and critiquing or like asking for things that they think would be cool, but because they're not actually professionals in that job and they don't know what they're doing, it ends up like they end up like, like not getting what they not making the best product because there's too many cooks in the kitchen. Right. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, it's exactly the same thing. It's like one dude walks in, um, says, Oh, you know, just, Oh, there's too much salt in here. Oh, it's too salty, too salty, too salty. Uh, need you to add in like um, just add in a bunch more water, and then somebody else comes in and goes, "Oh, you know what? It's just you know I, I really think that you should add more salt in it." And then they they just dump a bunch of salt in the soup, and by the time you're done, it's nothing where the original you know stuff was at, and and I think that that's I think that's what's killing this stuff constantly. Probably that's my two cents on it. Yeah, that makes sense. And, and as yeah, far as like how to how to fix that, it's like but it, it takes probably a lot. Is there just a case to be made that video games are getting too darn big, and that as you no as you grow not not video games necess- per se, but the studios like the number of people that you have working on them is getting so huge that it just becomes increasingly complicated to, to manage all of that and fund all of that without you know and still have an innovative product. No, you don't think so at all. No, I mean, I mean, because no. I don't think games are getting too big. No, because what we see is so with Kenshi as a good example, that game is enormous, and the scope of playability is enormous. Minecraft is enormous. You know, there's a bunch of other games. You know, uh, uh, the second time I'll mention Fortnite is enormous. There's so much that you can do in those games and as as far as like a developer stand standpoint on top of like you know players but i don't think we've seen the limit of what games can do i think we're still in this like period of of there will be more and there will be lots more and there'll be way more and the more that's coming is going to make everything just amazing um, and it's going to take time and it's going to take experience, but it's going to work eventually. Right. But uh, I mean, I'm not talking about it from a technical aspect. I think technically, yeah, there, no, there technically, is. Technically, artist, artist-wise, any of those things. What I just mean in terms of the people management aspect. I mean, you you look at... No, because again, we, we have, there's more and more tools every day that, that limit how much people management you have to do. 
and the smart companies are zeroing in on the on ways to reduce that kind of impact um it's like it's like you ask most anybody what's the hardest thing to deal with at your job and if you're in the type of fields that that me and mooney come from sorry mooney and i come from typically uh the 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 worst thing to deal with is the bureaucracy and the corporate like bs that doesn't know what they're doing has no conception of how the job works and can't like do that and that's not a that's not a problem with the job inherently that's a problem with people leaders who don't know what they're doing right so i guess that's i guess that's the issue yeah like the because again leadership needs to know the limits of their their domain per se right you know if you're um in charge of managing like micromanaging can be hugely detrimental i hate being micromanaged it is the worst and i know you know as as someone makes me feel like you don't trust me to do what i'm supposed to do right right and it's hard as, as someone who's run even you know smaller you know much smaller than one of these games but who's run projects and i actually hate running projects part of it for this reason is because i have a hard time relinquishing control um you know i have i know what that's like to have you know you have a vision for how how it's supposed to be and and then you know it's when you when you pass that off to somebody else to do it's never going to be exactly what you're envisioning um but if you are you know you're creating a game with a 500 million dollar budget you have to do that you know you can't micromanage every aspect of it and and you can't be coming in and changing your mind every th- th- two weeks about what you know what direction you're going to take the game in. Otherwise, you wind up 18 months from launch with nothing but a CG trailer that shows a game that doesn't actually exist. Uh-huh. Or you wind up with, uh, you know, with Cyberpunk, which was almost awesome. Just, you almost. know. <laughs> if, if only it it had the potential for awesomeness glimmering through I've, I've heard that with the new updates it's much much better but man i, I have i've had no interest to go back to it there's too many new games coming out that are that are really really good but then actually i think this is something that dying light 2 for example did really well they um they knew what their game was supposed to be like you can tell they knew what the game was supposed to be they focused on that and they made it happen and it resulted in a really really good product is it a perfect product no uh it has some shortfalls but if they had tried to do everything then what they did excellent wouldn't have been excellent it would have been mediocre and you would have had a game that's just mediocre across the board and i'm sorry but i'd rather th- i'd rather have a game that excels in certain areas with some things mediocre you know ra- rather than a game that's just me- mediocre across the board a game that's mediocre across the board is forgettable but a game like dying light 2 is rem- it's memorable for what it does fantastically well which is uh the parkour stuff and running around and those moments you have of uh just doing these these awesome stunts and you know just parkouring across the city and that's just one example that comes to mind right like uh there's tons of other games that could that you know you could you could point out like celeste why was celeste amazing 
I mean, besides, well, okay, that's that's a game that was pretty much excellent across the board. It's hard to actually, <laughs> it's hard to actually criticize. I suppose you could criticize it for being too hard, um, but uh, you know, but it's a platformer. They didn't try to make it something more than it was. They were just like, we're going to make an excellent platformer. Um, so obviously the scope was nowhere near a game like Dying Light 2, but they they took the central that central thing of the game. We're going to make awesome, fun platforming, and they polished it to uh, just till it shone. And, uh, you know, so there's a reason why they, uh, they won Indie Game of the Year. There was a, I don't know, I kind of think it should have been a game of the year that year. Anyway, I'm glad they got there. They finally got their trophy. <laughs> Talked about that on the podcast a couple weeks ago. Anyway, thoughts, agree, disagree. Uh, you know. No, that's, that's, that's close. Close? <laughs> I have no idea what you mean. That's close. I am close to accurate. You heard it here. You heard it here. I have, I have, uh, I have a uh, Sibes uh, stamp of approval. My, my opinion is close. My opinion is close. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm, I'm loving the uh, graphical, um, the graphical reactions in the chat. Yeah. You know, we should maybe find a way to put those on the screen. Like Sibes said earlier on, that was, <laughs> that would be fun. They're very entertaining. <laughs> now I can't, like, I can't exactly read them. Yeah, <laughs> I get magic. <laughs> so uh, Schoolman says Celeste was. I got scared when I was being chased around. Yeah, it's and it's funny how it's funny how a two-dimensional pixel art game can actually evoke some horror and some tension and some suspense if it's immersive enough. Um, that's another thing that game did. I, you know what? Okay, now, now it's driving me crazy. I've got to find something I didn't like about Celeste. There's got to be something. I, I can't think of a damn thing that I to criticize Celeste for. Um, it's just so fun. It, it's, I mean, there's a reason it's in my, you know, top five games that have ever been made as far as how right. good it is. And, you know, and of course, that's, I love, I love good platformers. So, uh, so, I mean, I'm going to be biased in that way, but. Let's see, uh, as uh, Lady Reaver says, going back to an earlier discussion, they even put ads on demonetized videos because, you, yeah, that really bugged me when YouTube started doing that. Um, channels what? that don't have monetization or videos that got demonetized, well, YouTube will because, still put ads on them. Because because YouTube said, look, guys, you're just not making us enough money or we don't agree with the content, so we're not going to monetize you because our our uh, special special people that run the run our, um, you know, our secret offices. They they don't like what you have to say or they don't think you're important enough. But we're still going to make money off of you because why not? Well, yeah, so they can make money off it. But you who put the work in, you can't make money off it. That reminds me. I also saw an article the other day that said uh, there's a store that was rolling out. So, like, uh, the store has glass doors on their uh, coolers, right? So you can see what's inside and decide what to buy. So they decided, hey, that that's that's an opportunity to put these uh, screens that will display ads at people while they're standing there deciding what they want to buy. 
And not only that, let's also stick it on the front doors of the store. So, like, you can't just see, oh, look in, oh, I can go into the store. No, you get to get bombarded with ads before you even step foot inside. That's, and yeah. And how long before they tie that in with, like, facial recognition and the, all the algorithms so that, you know, they can advertise exactly what they, exactly what you're hungry for because they've right? got these machine-powered algorithms. Ugh, it's disgusting. And the reason somebody I, did bring that up I in the article. Somebody did bring that up in the article, and they're like, oh, we only have the sensor to, like, see if there's somebody standing up front and then one pointing inside to see what stock is taken. <laughs> only. Right, yeah, well, sure, maybe that's... <laughs> It's only like, sure. that sure. sure you're not going to use that for anything else down the road it's not like that's ever happened of course it's, not not. Like, it's not like technology that gets put in place ever gets abused down the road even if it wasn't right. intended for that purpose when it was put in place cosby says i get i get cared every time <laughs> i'm in a big open area or a small room with no visible enemies well i'm glad those invisible enemies care so much for you i know what you're actually trying to say and yeah the there's those moments when you just you just know you just know <laughs> something that's trying to lure you into letting your guard down and you're about to get your ass handed to you oh what a beautiful field <laughs> what a pleasant room oh sh i'll just shoot. yeah i'll just lay down here and enjoy the flowers and the sunlight <laughs> but dead just kidding <laughs> Uh, oh, yeah. What was I going to say about? Oh, yeah. With regard to ads, and this is part of why. So we've, we've expanded and uh, and uh, try, we're trying to offer more with our Patreon. And that's part of why we're doing, you know, the, the uh, you know, so for those who are supporters can listen to the live broadcast recordings and stuff like that. We're, we're trying to offer as much as we can um, and and kind of build it. Now, I know some of you out there don't like patreon and i understand that you know you don't like it as a company um we may eventually move to something else we'll see you know there's a lot of decisions to be made at this point because a lot of these companies are doing things we don't like anyway the uh we're, we're trying to expand our offerings and expand more or you know offer more especially for the lower tiers on patreon uh so that we can eventually not be so dependent on ad revenue uh, you know, it is still the bulk of what we take in is our YouTube ad revenue, unfortunately. And I say, unfortunately, I mean that I wish we could all, I wish we could operate. I wish I could turn all the ads off and still have this be a viable thing we're doing. I really, really do. Um, cause everyone hates watching ads. Um, but for those of you who put up with it for the sake of uh, supporting us, we really appreciate that. But, uh, yeah, if you, if you are if you're willing to check out the Patreon and see what we have to offer there, uh, we would really appreciate that as well. I mean, no pressure. Feel free to join the Discord server, be part of the community, do all of this stuff, you know, without without any obligation to do any of that kind of thing. We have, uh, you know, we just want to create a fun community. But, uh, you know, if you want to check it out and support not only this podcast content, but all the guides we put up, all the various things we put up, we'd appreciate that as well. And I hate asking for that. I hate that. I really, really do. But unfortunately... It's the reality of the world we live in. But uh, also, uh, yeah, like I said, do check out the Discord server and um, our other main channel, the Triple S League, for lots of different kinds of content, including game guides and comedy and all kinds of stuff uh, that we post over there. And uh, if you are listening on one of the audio platforms, 
whether it's Apple Podcasts or Google or uh, Spotify or um, SoundCloud, any of those places, uh, we welcome you to welcome you to check those out as well. Check out our YouTube channels, the Triple S League and Triple S Podcasts, and uh, our fantastic community. And that's about all I have to say about that. I think uh, I think that covers it, folks. Do you have anything? Oh yes, of course. Slam the like button and subscribe. Anything? Uh, anything you want to say? Join the Discord. There's cats and other fun animal pictures and videos in mm-hmm. the animals' room. It is great. And right after we're done the recording here, we're going to head into uh, the post-show hangout room. And uh, so those of you who are listening to our recording session live, you can join us there and we can have a... Where's the like button on Discord? Yeah, that was for the YouTube folks. Uh, so just <laughs> go to the channel later and, and like it, Schoolman. <laughs> <laughs> really appreciate all of you. All right, thanks so much for listening, everybody, who, uh, whether you're listening live on Discord or after the fact, anywhere. Really appreciate you. I've already said my whole spiel, so I'll just uh, wrap it up for tonight. But um, we hope you have a great, uh, great evening, great day, great week. We'll be back with you next week. Be sure to catch Maximum News right here on Triple S Podcasts also this week with Subsidian and Max Darrett. Uh, another dose of gaming news with uh, you know slightly different take than what we do here on Augmented Reality. And with that, I'll bid you farewell. We're going to jump into the post-show hangout room. So uh, we'll talk to you, uh, to our live listeners there. Everyone else, we'll talk to you again very soon. <laughs>